This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeerdelivery.ca. Welcome! To the three down greencast. Well done, Joel. That was good. You are listening to the internet's only pro XL <laughs> sports <laughs> podcast. And you, this that may be the first time I've actually opened with the, one of those that might actually be real. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this <laughs> of course, is Joel Gaston with John Fraser as usual. Yes, yes. Because uh, let's not forget that you forgot that it's pro XL esports. Because I feel like right, when you say Excel. Right. It might be the XFL or some sort of like weird like league name with like twelve letters in it, but or no. some like random golf tour sponsored by Excel Gum. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, feel the rush of the Excel tour. We pay you in leftover breath mints. Um, never mind the live. Gum. We'll pay you in fresh breath. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I do have to admit that we are talking about the spreadsheet program. This was not – I honestly I, – I didn't really know we were going to go off the top of this, of course. Uh, the Riders are coming off their bye week. Uh, they will play the Edmonton Elks this week. Um, short story – long story short there, I guess. They probably should win. We'll see. I, Unlike you, I'm not convinced that the Elks are anywhere near good. But regardless oh, – Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about our thoughts on football this week. Um, yeah, you you, if you caught last week's episode and you've uh, seen Twitter, of course, this is – I don't know, our third or fourth installment of Ask John Anything. I haven't really been keeping track of how many times we've done it. All I know is that it's more than two. Yes, it is. The more than two time Ask John Anything <laughs> is going to happen this episode. Uh, I have a series of questions lined up that, of course, John will answer. Some he's aware of, some he is not. And, yeah, chaos I, I, will I, likely ensue as uh, John will do his best to answer said questions. Yes, I am currently Googling the secrets of an Excel esports player, how pros tap the true power of spreadsheets. Like, so yes, yeah, so we didn't, 
we often don't really have a plan on how we're going to open the show until we actually like call each other online and start talking about it. Uh-huh. Uh, but something fell into our laps earlier today <laughs> where I saw a retweet from a friend who uh, posted that from this Twitter account that a, I guess yesterday being Sunday, because recording on Monday as usual, mm-hmm. uh, ESPN2, I guess, broadcasted a condensed version of the World Excel Championships. And not just like, you know, in sort of a, here's, you know, like a barbecue competition. Here's like, here's my spreadsheets. Judge them now. Like this was like live event yeah. sort of thing that was going on with like an actual broadcast and play-by-play guys and teams competing in something. I don't know. I didn't have time to watch it, but John, I know you did. Oh, yes, absolutely. And the number one thing I took, I've never seen such a, like, the commentary team was jacked. Like the color commentator was like, <laughs> All four, like, he was just so fired up. He's like, we got ten legends of Excel here. Head-to-head, ten grand on the table. And they cut to the ten competitors. And holy shit, every one of them was exactly what you expected an Excel spreadsheet pro to be. So, yeah, I think in another group chat of mine, so a buddy of mine in Ottawa, um, when back when I worked for Cineplex back in the day, he created a bunch of Excel spreadsheets for us he do various things the most impressive one he came up with was he essentially set the scheduling software for like the region at the time oh that's cool yeah so he basically made a lot of bunch of different things for us and so i sent it into um the group chat for the wedding i'm going to be in a couple weeks because he's also in the wedding party for our mutual friend and um i said here's some content for john <laughs> and different john yes Though I guess maybe Johns are just into Excel. I don't know. Because seriously, <laughs> as, as you talk about your friend John, I'm like, like literally at work, I've made like warranty charts with Excel. I've made a fillable credit application with Excel. I've made like I I literally titled an email last week. I'm sending this to you because I love spreadsheets as much as I love the Blue Bombers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, so he eventually got you know we had a you know a couple of people laughed about it and then john saw it and he was like is this for real how do i apply <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else posted the like video link and you saw the picture of like all 10 of them across there i'm like and i think they wanted to photoshop him in it but it was basically just yeah i agree with you i'm like i saw the 10 people in like the title screen for this video and i was like yep this looks about right <laughs> and, and, and and the worst thing is is like so the entire two and a half hour stream which espn cut down about half an hour apparently yeah yes it's which just... is still a pretty good slot of time for that quite frankly like the fact that it wasn't just like 10 minutes on ocho day so it says something about it i guess well there was three rounds so like 10 yeah. minutes per round and i can tell you like they weren't doing like any screen sharing they were like occasionally they go to a person's screen and like break down what they were doing but for the most part there was not a lot of like talk coming from the athletes oh and for other john uh, you can register for the 2022 Financial Modeling World Cup Open taking place starting October the 8th. Because of their recent spike in popularity, just 25 bucks to sign up. Huh. That's it. I might have to pass that along because I know he does not listen to this podcast because he's not really a sports guy. So, <laughs> I mean, in fairness, if there's a podcast you're not you're going to listen to because you're not a sports guy, it is like this episode of this podcast. Yes, I. I've, so I saw the, I obviously, you know, brought forward the tweet, I quote tweeted the Excel spreadsheet championship thing. And I was like, I regret to inform you that we are no longer a football related podcast. And I almost followed that up with, yes, I know quote football related. <laughs> Cause we are very loosely football adjacent sometimes. 
that is a that that that's a great way to put it. Which is which is why it's always surprising when people like tag us in like an actual take looking for opinion. Both yes. of us are texting each other, going like, "What? Why?" I, like, I, and to bring us back kind of the main topic of this show today, I was impressed right. this time. Um, the series of questions I received this time. In the past, I had actually received some like actual football football mm-hmm. related questions. Mm-hmm. This time, I did not. Like there are some that we. <laughs> You know, we tie into the world of football, but it is not, you know, what do you think the riders need to do on offense? It's, yeah, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we've been trying for. And, and some of them were so good. Yeah. Uh, because the other stick with this show is, if you didn't see it on my Twitter, I get a little buzzed before we start recording. So mm-hmm. uh, I've actually written some notes on some of these that I know are coming I do know there are several that were directly texted to you that I don't know what's coming, so my body is ready, Joel. Mm-hmm. But before we get into all that, as usual, John, uh, since you were talking about being buzzed, yes. For the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, uh, what is in the glass this week? Well, as you can see from the uh, video on Twitter with uh, you know me basically mixing a quad while you can hear a kids show in the background and see just as the one does. Smallest bit of my post-Wendy's meal gut hanging out, because I am a picture of peak male performance. I am having a classic uh, provincial vodka with a squeeze of lime, a little bit of pink lemonade juice, uh, and a squeeze of lemon. It is delicious. Provincial vodka is way too smooth. And I will be following that up with a Rebellion Cerveza, because I figured by that point I may need something that's a little bit easier on the liver as we proceed. Fair enough. Uh, for me, I picked up from work uh, on sale this week. Uh, I believe they're like seven bucks off or something. Uh, Twelve pack Rebellion beer, the beer that tastes like beer. Ooh, ooh! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta swing by. I am mm-hmm. out of, uh, almost out of beer. And uh, the way this week has gone, and the way this episode has gone, the provincial vodka, which was also on sale, running low. Mm-hmm. And uh, also shout out as well to uh, Mark Heisey of ooh. Rebellion Brewing. He is going to be taking part in a fundraiser. For Lulu's Lodge, which is and it's basically going to be a celebrity drag show, as they're calling it. It's for the LGBTQIS2+. Sorry, I might have screwed that up a little bit. Um, it's a youth group home in Regina that helps, you know, LGBTQ people. And so he's going to be taking part in that. Uh, he's already raised a good chunk of change, but he wants to get higher to help um, basically raise more money and... Uh, do some different things with it, so that'll be great as well. Uh, you can find him on social media. I'm pretty sure he's got all the links to donate there as well. Um, if not, uh, I can hook you up with the link for that as well if anyone's looking to uh, help Mark out and help uh, some worthy people in need. Fantastic. I'm just looking him up now. Mark the Brewer is his Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. And now we turn out of that into um, what the evening is going to become. Yes! Chaos! Yes. So, right. <clears throat> I think this one was actually fairly timely. Okay. We're going to start with one that you don't know. Because okay, it was tweeted like just at me, unless okay. you happen to see it, cause I, but I don't know if we have, I, I don't know if we follow Adrian or not. No, no, I try during the Ask John Anything weeks, mm-hmm. I just, because sometimes, like, you'll send me something funny and I'll go, like, look at your replies and, like, follow along on a thread. But during mm-hmm. Ask John Anything weeks, I don't do that, like, at all. I try to stay yeah. away. So, I have not seen this one. Okay. It's not... It's not anything that's really going to throw you off too badly, I don't think, but it's it's a good timely question based on the week that was in the CFL. All right. So from Adrian, uh, for Ask John Anything on next, week, next week's Greencast, in response to the Al's Poutine promo, 
What would be the most random but enjoyable combination of food or memorabilia John would ha- would oh, sorry would John like to be seen at any or all CFL stadium? Staying to the theme or off the wall. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I am a big fan of the mini helmets. Like, I, like I'm a big fan. I don't of, like, think you go to the a Montreal ball- one was mini. Like, it was like a full size helmet. Fun fact: They didn't give any to the officiating crew, despite their repeated requests. Yeah, like that. That almost seemed a little too big. Like, mm-hmm. remember, you used to get, get be able to get like ice cream and like a mini MLB helmet at some stadiums. Yeah. Like something like. Didn't that. Dairy Queen have a CFL thing at one point? Um, not a lot. Of or Dairy my misremembering that in Ontario. Um, yeah. but I do remember them doing something. But I think you need something even more random. I would love to see. Every team, okay, and here's you're gonna cross over the memorabilia market and the food market. So what you do is you take a game worn cleat and you serve a wrap out of it. So like you get your cleat, you get your wrap, and it can be whatever local food you like. So Saskatchewan, it would just be like wheat. Montreal, you could have some smoked meat in there. Uh, Alberta, some Alberta beef. Vancouver, some fish. Uh, Winnipeg. A hot dog from outside the Palmino Club at two in the morning. Uh, I think that's what you do. You get your wrapper hot dog in there. You charge like 150 bucks for it. Player signs it. Boom. Food out of a shoe. Memorabilia food comes together. And if you get drunk and lose your flip-flop, which I have been known to do, you can then wear that home. Even though it might be way too big for you because if you're a man with tiny size nine feet like me, I don't think a professional football player's shoe is going to work. So boom. Uh, off the wall idea. Local food served out of a shoe. But in all seriousness... I mean, you could probably actually do that in Ottawa with the shoe guy who drinks beer out of the shoe every game. (laughs) Inspired by him. Inspired by the fans. And then, if you want to go extra, extra with it, you can make an NFT out of the shoe guy eating something out of a shoe. But, serious idea. Mini helmets. Ice cream sundaes. Get them for, like, I think there's lots of people that go from stadium to stadium and experience lots of different games. I think if you could get a team mini helmet, a little bit of ice cream, even if you're like me and you don't want to, you know, have a subway lettuce moment, uh, maybe you give the ice cream away, but it'd be cool. Collect some helmets, make it like a league wide thing because I think your diehards have been to almost every CFL stadium. So boom, CFL free marketing ideas right there. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen, we've seen how like the Seven Eleven cup thing, for some reason, has taken off this year. Right. To the point where we have learned, and I can't believe I never connected these dots before, having grown up in Ottawa, that there is not a 7-Eleven in Ottawa. <laughs> really? No. So there's not an Ottawa, there's not a Montreal. That's why there are no uh, Red Blacks or Alouettes Cups. Huh. Yeah. Apparently, I was told by Vince Rulli that there was once, uh, I believe more in the east end of town Ottawa, there was a 7-Eleven, because he's also from there, but I... I'm a South Ender guy. I don't know anything about the East End of Ottawa other than it exists. Um, <laughs> I, I think there's like, oh, there's th- um, one, two, three. Is that four in Lloydminster? Oh, no, that's the hospital. Um, there are, <laughs> according to Google Maps. Well, I wanted Google Maps and I searched 7 Eleven and it's like 7 Eleven, 7 Eleven in a red dot. And then. In the H, I'm like, oh, you know, like A, B, C, D, E, F, H, I don't know. thought they skipped some Come letters. Come to fix no. your broken arm, stay for the Slurpee. <laughs> we all know the corn dogs are better. 
I had I had a 7-Eleven corn dog in Victoria, and holy shit, I can tell you when you're a few deep, it is it's not as top notch as Dave's sauerkraut pierogies when you're in one. By the way, thank you again, Dave, for those perfect drunk food. But it's close. Mm. Yeah, seriously, there are like there are three in Lloydminster. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch out west, but yeah, not in Ottawa. It's all Couchard now and and uh, Quickie and probably some other like locally owned things but yeah there's not a 7-eleven and i it never clicked to me at all because i remember the, now that i look back at it i'm like at least in my part of town where i grew up i was like oh yeah there isn't huh. any what do you know huh. tired and max and yeah, we had max. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we had more max when we were when i was you know growing up back in you know attic oak in the thunder bay but uh yeah i can i can tell you there's even a good 7-eleven in lloydminster and a bad one in lloydminster so Hmm. See, I didn't know that that there was, I guess, levels of Seven Eleven. There are, like, within the company, or just like in terms of places where you don't want to get stabbed after. A well, I guess business. I mean, I guess like the area of town, sure, but I didn't know like right. specifically that one store would be different than the other in terms of quality. Oh yeah, no, that makes sense because there's one here in Saskatoon that like full on like chicken wings and pizza and like chicken sandwiches. And then there's another one that uh, it's like Kalkalosh, the off-brand Gatorade, is all you can get. <laughs> See, I show so often I'm actually in uh, 7-Eleven. Even though there's one, like, not too far from me now, and there's just... See, they were smart. So they opened this one, like, down the street from me, but it's across from a school, kind of in, like, a heavy residential area. So it's just filled with, like, kids. All Brilliant. Because <laughs> who doesn't love a good hot dog? All Fair kinds warning. of... We're, we're already onto the beer here, so... Mm, okay. These questions will get even better as the night goes on. And I know this is the question, one of the questions I know you're prepared for. Yes. um, Because it came up last night. And when I saw this question, I was instantly excited because this is very on brand. Yes. Uh, From, of course, friend of the show, Jacques Cartier. If CFL head coaches were Subway toppings, which topping would each coach be? (laughs) Jacques, I was so impressed by this question. I thought to myself, I'm like, maybe I should just get Buzz and wing it. I'm like, no, this is such a good, such an on-brand question. I need to make notes. And uh, we'll see what we're going to find out here. I'm not going to say anything, but having, you know, multiple, many thousands of conversations with you recently about football. Yes. Especially the CFL. I have a feeling I know who the lettuce is, and it's probably not going to be maybe who people think it is based on sort of the standings. Right, right. All right. So we're also going with um, we're gonna everything's going by rank too. So not only is it a ranking of toppings at Subway, it is a ranking of CFL coaches tied into toppings at Subway. So it's a double ranking. That's right. I am I am just like boom synergies, Excel spreadsheets. It all kind of came together. So at ten o'clock last night, under the influence of not as much vodka as I've had tonight, here is the power rankings. First off. The sauces. The sauces are the only things that make these terrible subs edible. You get their chipotle sauce, their sub sauce, their green goddess sauce, which for the record is just mayo and sub sauce combined together, but less oily and greasy. Uh, that's Mike O'Shea. How can you argue? Guy's the best coach in the CFL. Bob's been great cup champions for three years, 9-0 and this year. Hard to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Dave Dickinson. He's the meats. He's always there. He's always solid. Never seems to drop off. Like, you can go to a subway anywhere in Canada, and the half-soy, half-sawdust, third-meat product tastes the same. It's consistent, uh, not spectacular, 
but it gets the job done when you want to not feel guilty about having your third chicken burger of the week, okay? Rick Campbell's the bread. You're not really sure what the bread is, especially like in the UK where it's legally defined as cake. Might be bread, might be cake. Either way, it just kind of seems to hold it all together. You're not sure how it does it. The bread used to be good. Oh, I, yes, I'm talking like modern. No, I know. I, I'm, I know you are. I'm just saying like I, like oh. back in the day when they used to actually like cut the open on the top oh, of the bread. Yeah, yeah. That bread was good. And you used to walk in and get that like wafted smell of like actual. Actual bread now. Bread. Like you're like, I only ever really notice it at like Pearson now when I'm in Toronto. Flying through Terminal 3 there where there's a subway and you get like, they're like, oh, they're baking bread smell. But it's like, no, that's not good. That's not yeah. good. Bre- that's not good bread baking. Like you can, you can smell the difference. Yeah. It's kind of like when you make it from a mix versus actually making it. So uh, Craig Dickinson is the cheese. I love the cheese. Like I, I, like no surprise. I'm a fat guy. I love cheese. Somehow Subway makes their cheese disappointing, even though it really shouldn't be mm. like cheese should be good. Mm hmm. It's pretty simple. It's cheese. Yeah. But yet somehow it still finds a way to be disappointing every time you go. Uh, Orlando Steinhauer is the banana peppers. You add them because you want some spice, but they always seem to disappoint you at the last minute. They're either way too spicy or they're not spicy enough. And they kind of seem to congregate at the end of like your last bite. It's just like, oh, that was terrible. That was far too much banana pepper. So it starts good finishes terrible maybe that's maybe that's a sandwich artist thing okay ryan dinwiddie is the tomato (laughs) he looks good i mean come on dinwiddie he's still sexy still got those pale blue husky eyes that inspired me to have his jersey and dan plaster to have a jersey you see those tomatoes they look so good you think it'll be a good decision then it literally just nopes out of your sub and your pants are covered in oily sauces like it's the first thing if you're holding a sub tomato will fly out get you in the pants and now you're just upset and it's just not very uh, doing a very good job and you know and the thing about tomatoes mm-hmm. and it's funny i used to always make fun of my mom for this because she would like basically only eat tomatoes unless they were like fresh in season right yes now i'm like i'm kind of seeing where she's coming from now as i get older i'm like yeah there is that is like one fruit vegetable whatever the hell you want to technically call it um that is, that is like 100% fact. I'm like, corn is the kind of the, one of those things, but like definitely yeah. tomato. Like a tomato in the middle of the winter, you're like, sometimes you're like, all right, it's doing the job. It's here. I kind of need it for this, whatever I'm making, but yep. it's really not that great. Like, it's fine. But then you have like a tomato, a tomato picked, like ripe in the middle of the season, especially from like your garden or like a local farm or something. You're just like, oh, yeah, damn. It, it, this it, is it the is, stuff. Yes. <laughs> it, it is definitely a game changer when you have it fresh. So, again, in which I imagine. Like, all Subway vegetables probably aren't that fresh. Oh, no. They are the terrible bottom of the barrel. They've probably got them frozen in the back someplace. They just slip and slide out of there. And hot take, tomatoes generally make things worse, except for the BLT. I would agree with that. I I, I actually generally don't put tomato on my burgers. The only time I do is usually when I get one from Wendy's. Like, I mean, like, like if I'm actually making a burger... Like oh a, yeah, like yeah. and the I guess sort of like the quarter pounder BLT at McDonald's I guess is kind of the exception to that. Yeah, because it comes with tomato and I'm okay with it. But generally speaking, yeah, like if I'm at home and I'm making a burger myself and I'm topping it myself, I'm off. Like sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But often, more often than not, 
Not because I don't like the taste of it. It's just I find it hard to eat. I just generally don't put a tomato on it. Right, because it generally just results in failure because it comes leaping out. See, what I've learned, Mm -hmm. very, like, waffle, like, very paper-thin slices, Mm -hmm. put them in. So you take your bun, you put your sauces on said bun, so, like, mayo or mixed-up sauce or what I now call egg breakfast sauce, um, hot sauce, mayo, a little bit of mustard. You, and you put those very thin slices of tomato in there. Yeah. So it's almost like there's suction cup there. Then you put your lettuce, then you put your burg, and away you go. Doesn't work, though, if you have something like bacon or mushrooms on there. Otherwise, it's just a mess, because I like a burger that stays together. So um, as we continue down the power rankings, uh, Chris Jones is olives. There's plenty of good olives out there. Mm-hmm. The ones of Subway just make you feel a little dirty inside. Yeah. And finally... And you know, said, I I think it's... Is it here? I think it's only like in Ontario. They have like, they have green and black olives, and I think here's just black olives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that once. I was like, "Huh, I forgot that they had green olives in Ontario." And I don't think they had jalapenos in Ontario subways last time I was that one. I mean, it's been so long, I can't remember. Yeah, but there I, was. I, I think there was just banana peppers. And I've kind of stopped going to to yeah. Ontario subway. So I just don't go to any subway period anymore, really. But that's fair. As we go to the final two. Um, Paul Lapolis is the spinach. It's like the lettuce, but not as bad. <laughs> Doesn't add anything, but you don't get the shits. Right, exactly. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's not great. You just kind of put it there because it needs to be there. Needs to be a complement to the rest of everything because you just don't eat spinach. Doesn't stand on its own. Doesn't really go on anything else. It's just kind of there, but it doesn't give you the shits. If someone uh, really and- wanted the lettuce alternative, they need to get arugula. Right. Exactly. That would be that would be the option, and then maybe I would. That's what I would put on my sandwich if I went there. For right. Sure. And Paul Lapolis would not be that because no, I find arugula, arugula steps up your sandwich. Well, yes, because arugula know, this... actually has like flavor to it. So exactly, spinach doesn't. <laughs> it needs everything else to survive. Much like Paul Lapolis needs to not be a head coach and have a good head coach with him. Uh, and surprisingly, down at the bottom, we have Danny Machocha. He's a lettuce. He's it. just going to make you explosively shit your pants. I absolutely knew it. You did call it. You you. T- I sent you a preview, like a tease of it, that kind of mm-hmm. showed. Well, and I replied to Jacques initially, being like, "I have a feeling out who the lettuce is going to be," and you hadn't even seen the tweets yet. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It, it was it was a hundred percent going to be Machocha, and this the season so far for the Montreal Alouettes um, has proven that. So uh, yeah, yeah, Jacques, that is that is a very on brand question, and I'm glad that we did some some research for that. Actually, both of Jacques' questions actually made me do research. So uh, he is making me do my brain work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to get to the other one because I honestly don't understand it. But that's a me problem. <laughs> oh, what, what, the best three episodes of the league or was that? Oh, was that there's some other one he had that I guess you didn't see from last week. No, no, no. I, okay. I definitely. Yeah. The, the, the episodes of the league, though, I did a mm, lot of right, research. Yes, on that. you did. So, get into so, that one. Yes. OK. okay we'll uh, we'll get one. into you brought it since you brought him up. We'll get into one from Dave. Yes. Uh, if John could pick any famous fictional character for his broadcast voice to remind people of who would it be? And you can't say Sloth from the Goonies because it was that's already taken. OK, so I uh, uh, so basically I want my broadcast voice to sound like this person. Yeah. If John could pick any famous fictional character for his broadcast voice to remind people of who would it be? That's kind of a weird I'm not. That's the way he wrote, wrote it. So okay. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So basically, who would I want my broadcast voice to remind people of? Mm-hmm. Oh God. Um. 
Yeah, that was that's a tough one. You are catching me on because I saw that one and I and I and I got so busy researching for Jacques' other one and then going to bed. Uh, can I say Darth Vader? Like, how cool would it be if people were like, that play-by-play guy sounds like Darth Vader? And maybe you won't get that because you haven't seen Star Wars. I mean, I know how Darth Vader talks. I'm not that under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just glad that I could spin that around to a slight dig or a reminder that you have never seen Star Wars, and now yeah. I don't think you ever can. No. Um, it's, a, it's like that and Harry Potter and like a whole Lord of the Rings, like all those movies that I haven't seen. It's just basically a principle at this point that I just won't watch them. You haven't seen any of those? No, none of them. I got an H.J. while watching one of the Lord of the Rings movies and don't really remember it when I was in high school. Aren't those movies like three hours long? What'd you do for the other two hours and 59 minutes? <laughs> and, and 30 seconds. <laughs> watch, watch the movie. <laughs> and hope my mom didn't come down to my basement. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Dave. We took your good question off the rails. Um, yeah, like... I haven't see the thing with the Harry Potter movies as an aside. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I've tried watching them because Lacey is big into Harry Potter, trying to get the ki- kids into Harry Potter, which is awesome. Like Lacey's read all the books and she's super into it. But it's like every single movie ends with a Deus Ex Machina. It's like you're 90 minutes in, and then it's like, hey Harry, here's that thing that's going to solve your specific problem every single time, and it happens eight times. <laughs> Story 9, because there's like two parts to the one. But it's still better than the new Star Wars trilogy. Hmm. That was terrible. But yes, I would like if people... See, now this is inspiring me for when I start Hilltop's public address this Sunday to try to sound like Darth Vader. Because that'd be... Like that, like just like James Earl Jones. Like that voice. Like, how could you not want people to like hear you and think? That's James Earl Jones right there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I would not be recording this from the basement in a house in Saskatoon if I had those kind of pipes. Probably not, no. No, I'd probably be. Uh, I Actually, it's great. Even even back in the day, uh, the big voice guy that used to do our voicing at the uh, radio station in, uh, in Lloyd Vincer at the GOAT, uh, he would often, you know, he knew our producer fairly well. He'd be like, I'm just listening to some tunes, some Pink Floyd, drinking a scotch, and voicing this from my mansion in Carolina. Like... <laughs> I feel like that'd be me. I would never mm. wear pants. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't. Pants suck. No, they, they're terrible. How shorts all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we're going to the expert here, Matt Young. Yes! Matt! <laughs> expert on everything. I love him. Uh, pretty good question, actually. Uh, favorite football video game, any system, any year? Fantastic. Okay, two-parter, two-part mm-hmm. answer for you, Matt. Um, I would say uh, Madden 2004 for the PlayStation 2. Because uh, that's what I kind of played in college. Uh, I really find the game mechanics haven't changed a lot since then. That's when you still could dabble in franchise mode. And the best part was, was Michael Vick was such a cheat code in that game that your buddies would come over. Oh, I am the greatest. No, I am the greatest. I am greatest at man. You'd all be hung over from a night of drinking the night before. And you'd just be Michael Vick and run it down their throats and humble everybody. Like, we had to start playing with a no Michael Vick rule. But I, the second part... So do the is, NFL. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For many different reasons. I mean, back then, think, this was 2004. Yeah. I had frosted shells, uh, frosted t- tips, a puka shell necklace. I was driving a 1998 Ford... Uh, 1988 
Ford F-150 and just thought I was, you know, cool with my American Eagle shirt. So this is before we knew that Michael Vick was a human piece of shit. So uh, I will say uh, that also in my heart, Madden 99 on the PS1, uh, I got it, I believe, as a Christmas present. It's the first game that, that really got me into football. I just and gave me a deeper understanding of the game. Although I always picked the Rams and I just deep bombed like literally my passing stats for every game I played. Like Kurt Warner would be like 10 of 40 for like 400 yards. It was just like drop back, deep bomb, Tory Holt, occasionally yeah. run with Marshall Falk. And, and that was the one. So okay. uh, in, in terms of nostalgia, Matt, uh, 2004, in terms of getting me into it, 99 on the PS1. Yeah, I don't remember. My half-brother bought me a Madden game once to try to get me into football. It didn't really work at the time. I forget what year that was. It was somewhere in the late 90s as well. Because mm-hmm. I would have had the NHL games at the time and like wrestling games and some different things. But I wasn't really into football at the time, so I think he and he was. And so right. he was trying to get me into it with it. So I think it might have been like 98, 99, somewhere in that range. I don't quite remember. I, I, I remember enjoying the uh, the St. Louis Rams, watching them play, uh, and how exciting they were, and the greatest show on turf, and all that. Um, and that led to me kind of being a Rams fan uh, for a few years. But yeah, it it, it uh, like the, the it, basically the guys were like polygonal squares because it was like the PS One, yeah. and it, but it, it taught me plays. It taught me how to call things, even though everything was just a deep ball because I didn't understand much. Yeah, no. Um, I also still have a weird place in my heart for NFL Blitz. I know oh, it really, God. and I know now, like looking back on it, very glorified the wrong side of the wrong way to play football. But in an arcade environment, as a video game, it was still that was still a blast. Well, and that's it. Like, it, it's not a good game to model your game of football after. Mm-mm. But in terms of just like utter shits and giggles and having the absolute best time, yeah, uh, yeah. 100% sign me up for NFL Blitz. Like, But NFL Blitz is like so over the top, and it's meant to be over the top, and, and that was kind of the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, because the cult following it has now, I wish I had gotten into NCAA football when it was a thing before. Yes. Because like, there's still people that mod NFL, NCAA football 14 to this day, and they keep playing it, and it just looks incredible. Because everything I've heard from it, it, it is... It is essentially like the real difference is there between like they basically take the previous years like the Madden you know engine and sort of build it for college and apparently it's just it's better it's perfect it's fun because they actually develop like the systems for the teams and there's a bunch of different ways to play the game and it, it just sounded fun and incredible and apparently it's coming back I believe in 23 so um looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I remember playing, like, NCAA football, like, in, like, an early one. Like, I want to say, like, 05, back when the USC Trojans were really good with Matt Leinart. Mm-hmm. But, like, they hadn't really perfected, like, the fact he was a left-handed quarterback. So it's like, <laughs> he would take the snap and, like, kind of do this weird turn to be left-handed. And, like, there was no quick plays. There was no quick drops, nothing. It was like, throws it one two oh god i've been sacked again so that was my one experience of that game and i haven't touched it since fair enough moving on to alex all right have you ever been the person that ends the pay it forward chain in the drive-thru if yes. not would you ever yes in a, in a heartbeat because here's the number one thing with the pay it forward chain and the reason i would end it not be it's not because i'm cheap it's not because i'm a scumbag 
I mean, it's because ask any drive through a fast food worker how they feel about the pay, word, uh, pay it forward chain. They hate it. They absolutely fucking hate it. It's just nightmare after nightmare and confusion. And now you've got the split drive through lanes and it's just boom. And everybody feels like they have to continue doing it. And it's yeah. So I do people a favor by ending that chain. And plus, I don't like to gamble. Guess what? My shitty coffee from the franchise coffee store that neither of us are huge fans of is $3.33 espresso shot with a large dark rice one cream. What if what if somebody behind me, and I've seen this so many times at the drive-thru, somebody's ordering like 50 bucks of food. I, I, I ain't taking that gamble. I'm paying for 50 bucks for my damn shitty coffee. I am a payment forward ending person. End of story. Typical yep. greasy car sales guy. <laughs> But I, I I understand what you're saying. As a guy who does not hit drive-throughs, I've never really had to worry about this. So neither have I. I've never run into one. Uh, but I would be definitely the guy that would just be like, "Oh, great, big gulp, safe. Well, see you later." Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next set of questions. I'm not going to say who sent them to me because <laughs> at the end he says he will know exactly where those came from. Okay. So you, that will be, I guess, the third question is who asked these questions. Okay, sounds good. So it starts, ask John anything, dot, dot, dot. One, are you Nate Davis? <laughs> Two, prop bet. And I don't understand this at all, but anyway, Nathan works passing yards versus batteries used in the Fraser household. <laughs> okay. Okay. Story time. Um, for the first one, no, I'm not Nate Davis, and it was a magical day when the person pretending not to be Nate Davis got the fuck off Twitter. Um, second, I was once in a video chat doing a poker night with my uh, buddies in my fantasy football league. And for whatever reason, my lovely wife had out the used battery container, probably changing some batteries in the kids' toys. Well, it's a very large <laughs> container. Like, it's huge. Like, we're talking, like, an old Costco, like, protein drink, like, 74 servings container. And the boys were asking if I was getting in shape, and I said, no, that's just full of used batteries. (laughs) So, you know, leave the jokes there, you know? Lacey's got a giant... A bunch of guys totally took that rationally and understood exactly what it was for. Oh, totally. They totally realized that, yeah, I've got... It's clearly for kids' toys. Like, come on, clearly. Exactly. So <laughs> this person has made this a running joke in the group chat that everybody loves. So, uh, yeah, our friend of the program, Greg. Yep. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, it's kids' toys, kids' toys, nothing else. But are, ones... are there more batteries than yards thrown by one Nathan Rourke, who is the best story in Canadian sports right now. It's close. I'm not going to lie. It's, <laughs> it's close. Like, it's to the point when you, when you go from, like, you know, when you go from buying Duracell, because you don't want to... You want certain things to last, not run out of power. <laughs> and then you start going, well, you start going to Kirkland because you need more, because, you know, you have more kids and more toys and gaming consoles and stuff like that. And then you know you've scraped the bottom of the barrel and you go through way too many batteries when you're using Amazon Basics. 
Hmm. Um, I would I would say it's Rourke's passing yards by a slight edge. Okay. Slight. It's going to be tight though at the end of the year. Okay. And I'm anticipating Rourke getting five or six thousand <laughs> yards. Um, on the other end of the quarterback spectrum, spectrum, we have a question from Grey Cup Society. Uh, would Arc Buckle be better if he got the undercoating? Yes, absolutely. It would make him more rust resistant. It would make him more durable, uh, and it would come with a ten-year warranty. So you know you wouldn't have Nick Arbuckle breaking down from location to location. So you know you put a little of that vulcanized rubber on Nick Arbuckle. Next thing you know, he's 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 it, like he could then run some weird pass plays because it's a little sticky when it first goes on. So uh, <laughs> yes, yes, uh, much like Stickum, Nick Arbuckle would be a much better player if he got the undercoating literally applied to him. So you're saying the rider receivers should maybe get some undercoating as well. That's <laughs> exactly where I was going. I'm glad you picked up on that. Uh, they need a it's lot like we've done this for a while or something. I don't know. Right? Like yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Riders, receivers, though, need a little bit more than just undercoating. But it would help. <laughs> Guess it wouldn't hurt at this point. No, seriously. That shit, though, when it first goes on, it is sticky. Like it hardens up to like hockey puck. But when it first goes on... I once had a customer try to argue with me that I that we hadn't applied it, and I literally put my <laughs> hand under their vehicle. Which, okay, I get it. We have the reputation. It's fine, I get it. And I literally put my hand under their vehicle, touched where the undercoating was, and went, see? And that stuff didn't come off my fingers for a solid day. Hmm. I felt like, a, like I felt like I had a real job. You know, I had, like, grease on my fingers and a little bit oh of my dirt. God. Yeah, I know. I, oh, man, uh, you're almost a working man for a minute there. I felt like a man, <laughs> not just a guy that sends the information into banks and watches Netflix at work. Hmm. Really hope Boss Man Darren hasn't held on this long while he's listening. <laughs> Surprised oh, anyone will have been at this point. <laughs> I guess they can see my browser history. So, um, If he's seen your browser history, he might know some of these answers. Okay. Um, from Ferlin, uh, what's the dumbest question John's ever been asked? Oh, God, that's a good question. It's not that question. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, His follow-ups were, why is John, and do you have any regrets, John? <laughs> uh, I can't answer the first one, because I honestly... Because even when the question is dumb, I feel like it's so on brand for us. I don't even know if it's even necessary. I mean, I, w I will take some leeway with the question, maybe say even outside of the Ask John Anything realm. Oh, God. Dumbest question I've been asked. Because, I mean, the actual dumbest question you've been asked is probably from Dave or Jock or something. Yes, that's 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 fair, but they, they're always worth a good laugh. Um, he's sitting on the couch right now in earshot. But, but a certain child of mine has gotten to the point where he asks questions about everything. Hmm. And some of those are pretty unanswerable, but that's just, it, it's like... That's just normal kids being kids. Well, that's it, and that's yeah. the closest, uh, closest I could say that I could get. Um, I'm not usually asked dumb questions. I mean, I am, but then I'd just be throwing my some of my coworkers under the bus. So I'm going to say some of the ridiculous questions my kids come up with are uh, dumb, but in the funnest of ways, and I love struggling to try to answer things like, can you create a black hole? Uh, <laughs> After the lettuce, I can. It's true. No, Kate. <laughs> Kate, no, I've got one. I've got one. Kate, last week, 
my 13 year old uh -huh. cousin came up or 13 year old nephew came up for a football camp and he and he asked me 12 year old nephew max has corrected me um <laughs> i heard him whispering but i didn't hear what he said i know max can you get me a beer please while you're down here thanks buddy um max quickly becoming our third co-host mm -hmm. um he asked me we were watching it we were watching the movie Encanto because it's it's maya's favorite movie and it was me him and maya and he goes uncle john and he's serious while he's asking this thanks max he's serious while he's asking this what would Encanto be if it was based in venezuela Encanto was a movie based in Colombia. I'm like, I looked at him, I'm like, and he's old enough. I looked at him, I said, I don't fucking know. Like, what kind of question is that? And he laughed. And he's like, no, but seriously, what would Encanto be like if it was based in Venezuela? Like that, okay, Noah, I love you to death. I honestly think you're going to play in the CFL one day. That's the dumbest question I've ever been asked. Um, why, John? Well, because birth control back in 1980 wasn't 100% effective. Any regrets? Yes. I had the chance to invest in Dynasty Curling. When it was <laughs> very in its infancy. Very much in its infancy. I could have owned a majority, a, a good chunk of Dynasty Curling for a very reasonable price. And I didn't do it. Now it's worth a lot of money. And I'm so happy for Colin and all of his success. And he's one of my best friends and I love him to death. But damn it. That is my regret. You don't sound angry about that at all. No, <clears throat> I'm not. My teeth aren't gritted at all, Joel. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> there you go, Ferlin. There's my only regret. It's pretty good that that's your only regret. Do you guess to throw some positivity at the situation? That's that's fair. I mean, there's some knights in Lloydminster I'd like to forget, but uh, <laughs> we all have those from our youth. And I guess you teased it earlier. Uh, we're going to end this edition of Ask John Anything on this note. Um, your favorite episodes of the league. Okay, seriously, Jock, this is the, like you were on fire. These were on-brand questions, and this one was perhaps the most difficult for me to answer. Okay. While doing my research, there's a three-episode stretch in season three this that goes... This doing his own research. <laughs> right? What the hell? <laughs> I mean, in fairness, the research was me re-watching some of my very favorite episodes of The League, which is one of my, <laughs> like, a top three show for me. So, okay. So, first off, I will say there is a three-episode stretch in season three where you have Bob and Mam, Bob and Man, Yoba Goya, and Carmen Jello. Like... That is, like, peak league right there. Hard to beat it. But I would say my top three. And this was the toughest question I was asked in advance. The, the Literally the entire night. Uh, Yoba Goya, because I can relate. Because uh, I feel that way after Subway Lettuce. I have definitely pooped on the side of a road after Subway Lettuce. The EBDBB and B. Uh, some of the best songs you'll ever see to come out of the EBDB B&B, &B, and I'm still shocked at this point in the night. I can say that clearly. Uh, and The Bachelor Draft. Uh, the Andre Nozick getting married and then not getting it married because his wife is related is allergic to his... Um... 
how do I say this with Max in the in the room? His personal brand of Gatorade <laughs> is one of the best story arcs out there, and it starts with the Bachelor draft. So that this was tough, but I'm gonna I, I, uh, I, I'm gonna go with those three and Boba Man. As an honorable mention, uh, the Bachelor draft I just love because it, it, it created the term roster baiting, which I'm kind of famous for doing in my fantasy football leagues. Like, I'll have a draft and just, like, I won't necessarily do the deed, but I'll get pretty close to doing the deed after my draft sometimes. So, there you are. I'm a liar, then. Now I understand this question. The jock <laughs> asked last week. Um, if anyone in the CFL was Baba Man, who would it be? And why is it Chris Jones? <laughs> I didn't see that. Because there's a 100% chance that Chris Jones wants to put you in his Bobham van <laughs> and use his equipment on you. This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.